You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. And welcome to the room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number 356, we're discussing Star Wars and its celebration. I'm your host, Tim, and today I am joined by two legends of the Star Wars podcasting community and two of my great friends. I'd like to welcome both Robcast and Kyle, formerly of the Tumbling Saber, to the Nerd Room. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Doing all right, Tim. We're doing all right. Hanging in there, getting through the, the the crappy winter, moving to spring, looking forward to a lot of nice weather and lots of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, man. That is what's getting me through the back end of this, what feels like the forever winter on Hoth that it's been out here in Calgary. Rob, Matt, you just got back from Celebration. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes here, but how you doing, my friend? I, I'm good. I'm really good. I know I haven't been in the podcasting space for a little while. And again, that was... Uh... Not I, that was a, a decision I made. I'm sure the same as Kyle, but this is this is great. This is this is I get this scratch this itch, and I got a lot I, lots to talk about. And people at my work don't care about <laughs> Star Wars celebration. So <laughs> no, and it, it, it's one of those things that sometimes you just gotta call up your buddies and say, "Hey, let's get on the pod and talk some <laughs> Star Wars." Because for the first time in what seems like forever. There is a great amount of positivity around Star Wars. And Star Wars has ebbed and flowed. It's had its ups and downs. But with Disney Plus and things like Andor, The Mandalorian, hell, even things like Obi-Wan Kenobi, we've been getting consistent Star Wars content and pretty high caliber content, I will say. But it has been lacking in some of the arenas that we're used to, specifically on the big screen. And celebrations seem to take care of some of that. But before we get into anything with regards to the films that are hopefully coming, that new trailer from Ahsoka, even we're going to touch on The Mandalorian, which is wrapping up this week, which is going to be very interesting to see where it lands. we got to talk about your celebration experience, Rob. You are now running at, what, number four? Yeah, Looking to four. number five in Japan. So you are a literal vet at Star Wars Celebrations. You flew over to London. Mm-hmm. You were in Anaheim last year. So talk to us here about your experience at Celebration this year. Um, it was great. It, was, it wasn't in the States. Um, and again, not that there's anything wrong with the States. It just, we had three in a row and thank you, Mark Godsiff. And my wife, thanks you for talking me into going to my first one in Orlando in 2017. Now, you mean I have a well, I mean, few thousand dollar habit on my hand, <laughs> but <laughs> there's worse things to blow. It's, it's not like, and again, my wife is like, I'm like, Hey, looks like it's in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's not like I'm going to Vegas with the boys or you mean doing anything silly. It's uh, it's my, the thing I do now. And this celebration was different, but cool. Um, my mom's right off the boat from England. So it was, it was actually my first time and my uh, paternal side of the family's from England from the 1800s as well. But it was actually my first time setting foot on the Island there. So it was, uh, that was cool traffic's weird <laughs> i wasn't gonna be that guy that says oh everybody drives on the wrong side of the road no no it's just it's not how i drive at home roads are a little tighter you mean i guess but nobody's driving an f-150 and when i got to the event first things first uh rob wade was there 
waiting nice. for me at the hotel. And Tim, I know you had a chance to meet him in person. Yes. And I finally, it's one of those weird things where it's like with you guys, I've, we've never met in person, but in the same thing with Rob Wade, he was my UK correspondent on the Roman podcast. And it's like, it was weird for a second. And then it just slipped right into, Oh, we've known each other for almost a decade now. So it's, yeah, know, that was cool. Rob's Sell a cool guy and formerly of talk stores podcasts a podcast yeah. that ran for years all the way through the sequel trilogy era and all that. And he is a, tall man <laughs> he's a tall man yeah um i don't know what you've heard or i don't know if i'm really short but then again um i'm i'm 5 10 so in the uk um I'm, I'm i have a nice stature because <laughs> yeah. for some reason they're a little shorter over there but uh all joking aside um yeah rob was it was fantastic i bumped into i saw dan solo nice he popped in there um we got to spend some time together i saw i met uh stubaka Oh, which was again i know i i uh i missed daniel thorpe i i saw brad from doc star wars of the latest you mean like and i that was just bumping into each other i saw a bunch of i i saw actually saw some american friends there I, and you meet new at celebration is weird because you're you guys are at home and i was watching kyle and he and you and nathan were jumping on facebook and like oh did you see this see this and oh look at this i'm like where is this happening? Like I'm, I'm like, but there's so many people and so much going on. And we've said this before about celebration when you're there, it's like going to a museum and putting your nose against the painting. You know I mean, like, it's like, so all I see is what's in front of my nose, but you, everybody else at home is sitting back and taking in the whole thing. Cause it's like, Oh, the, the celebration live stage, somebody's going on there. Oh, there's a panel over here. So it's one of those, you can't be, you can't, do everything in celebration. Mm. Um, the lottery spots. Yeah. The lottery system is great now. No more sleeping on concrete for people. Not that I ever did, but I know, I know uh, some friends of ours, uh, the Rose Squadron podcast, they, in Orlando, they slept the night in the convention center to get into the last Jedi panel and they got into the overflow room. Oh, so basically they, they got a video feed just like you did at home. You know I mean, so, and now they have a lottery system where you, you join the lotteries for the exclusives you want for the, um, panels. And it's like, Hey, you won this one. You got the overflow stage for this one. And that, that way, you know, going in what you're getting, you know what I mean? Or who you need to swap for that one you, panel you like, you know, you can optimize your experience that way too. Cause you're not, you're not killing a day sleeping on the floor waiting for a last Jedi panel to only be shoved into the overflow. And that's where kind of this celebration experiencing is, has kind of evolved a lot. And like DC fandom did it really great with their at home sort of virtual convention is that before even five, six, seven, eight years ago, Kyle and I couldn't have the same experience that you just had. No. But now we're, we're getting pretty close other than being in the room and feeling the energy of the announcements and experiencing the trailers for the first time, yeah. which is really what you're paying for. We, we kind of get all the same content. Like Kyle, when you were, we'll get back to you here in a second, Rob, but yeah. Kyle, like your star Wars celebration experiences have been the same as mine, as much as it's been me trying to get to a star Wars celebration since what Rob, like 2018, 2017, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I've just never been able to make it work. We've been experiencing these virtually. So, Kyle, was your was your experience like the virtual side of celebration? Huh, well, um, you know, I want to say they keep doing this on Easter weekend, mm -hmm. which 
I get it. They want to give people an extra day or two for travel purposes and to extend the, the event itself on either end, but it also for the rest of us at home who have to do family activities uh, on Easter, it makes it harder to follow along. Luckily for me, most of the stuff I was big time interested in happened on the Friday while I was still, Mm -hmm. I was still at work. So that wasn't a big deal. So I I did get get to follow along virtually. And uh, like, like Rob said, the Facebook, my tumbling saber Facebook group was was alive and well that day as as we were just firing things in there and freaking out over some of the the reveals. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's it's for me, celebration's always been a virtual event. But I totally understand that when you're there, it's a different thing because you're focused on the thing in front of you, whether you're in a panel or whether you're going through Artist Alley or or checking out the show floor and the, the different vendors. That's what you're doing in that moment. Whereas at home. You're drinking from multiple fire hoses. Yeah. You can have a whole bunch of stuff. And that's why I've all, I I haven't been to a celebration. One day I'll get to one, but I'm almost at the point where I'm like, I would be satisfied to fly into that city with a bunch of other guys who couldn't make it in and say, let's just hole up in a, let's go find a hotel room, hang out together, have some beers and just watch a panel together so that we have our own little mini hangout. Honestly, man. And that sounds to me awesome. The, what you just pitched there is like what I have in my mind now. Even going to the next time, probably uh, we, my wife and I talked about Japan a little bit, but even the next one that's in, in Anaheim or Orlando or Chicago or wherever, like even I don't have this burning desire anymore to be in the main panel hall. I have this desire to do exactly what Rob explained, where he's like, I met Rob Wade, an old friend through podcasting, Dan Solo, who's like, one of the greatest star Wars vintage collectors like on Twitter. And so you're, you're rattling through all these people that you met and it becomes more of, of that experience of the community that we've all been part of building over the last 10 years of star Wars. It's one of those things. uh, I met Nathan Roberts for the first time face to face and he's a fellow Canadian friend of ours from newfoundland and and i was trying to explain to him because i met him up at the airport and make sure we got from lax to uh to anaheim and i was i remember joking with kyle i said don't because nathan was like oh my god look at that a palm tree i'm like oh boy <laughs> like so so i told kyle message kyle i said don't worry i'll take care of him when he gets we'll make sure he gets there and back what he does in between that's up to him and i, I was i was trying to that's very roman potting cast of you yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll get you in trouble. I don't expect me to get you out. But um, so I was trying to explain to him. I said, I can't describe what celebration is. And then we're walking around the floor and a we're walk, we're hanging out. I mean, which is it's cool. It's different. And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is this is this is great. And then he looks at his phone. And he goes, huh, Hayden Christensen is going on with you, McGregor, on the, on the live stage and the live stage you can just go to. It's always on, right? I think uh, I posted a couple pictures on Instagram. There's one of me literally standing in front of the live stage just because it's it's always going on. And then it was the day, the uh, day of Obi-Wan or the evil Obi-Wan, right? And so Hayden's there and then he's talking with Ewan and this was all over YouTube because he's like, so Hayden, what can we expect with this series? And Hayden says, this is where the fun begins. And of course, and then everybody loses their mind because like oh he said the thing and and nathan was like oh my god well i said that's it that's celebration that's being in the room and you're 15 feet away from the dude that said the thing and everybody in the room gets the joke it's not like you at work and it's like 
it's it, it's one of those moments, right? So those, those little things are like those are the moments I get from celebrations. Um, the uh, I, I got in to see the uh, Soka trailer. Let's talk about that. Let's talk okay. about the Soka trailer. Let's do it. Okay, like ex- the experience in the room. So you 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 walk in, and we've we've seen a, a trailer on the Friday at this point, but yes. you went to the actual panel with yep. Loney presumably right yep. and some of the cast there right yep uh this is this was my 85th time seeing feloni because for <laughs> some reason every con i go i saw him in san diego in 18 all the celebrations and even fan expos here in toronto and they're notorious <laughs> they're notorious for dropping stuff right mm-hmm. so there's fabro feloni and then the cast comes out and it's like here's you mean it's it's and then they're like we got and then we're like the trailer dropped yesterday like, what are they going to, why would they do that? And it's like, well, we have an extra long trailer that only for you guys. And of course, that's when the feed drops out on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even on, if you're on, if you're not in one of the three screens in one of the rooms, it's out because security can watch you. Right. Like mm-hmm. I got to see the first 15 minutes of Mando in Chicago because, and I'm security standing in front of you. Like, don't you dare lift your phone. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so we watched this trailer and then um uh the actor, the voice actor that voiced Thrawn in Rebels, uh Lars Lars Mickelson. Yeah, Lars Lars Mickelson. You see, you know, when you see him walking in the main trailer and you see behind him, and then they just boom, there he is, full face, and the trailer that that extended trailer ends and he walks out. And they're like, now nah, the man who's playing Thrawn. Lars Mikkelsen, he walks out. Oh, the place. right, because they didn't announce that on Friday, right? Yeah. That was in the panel that they announced. Yeah, and he walked, and again, it was like, oh, is, isn't that the guy that, and he's like, now nah, introducing Thrawn, and he comes out, and those moments are like, the place just, yeah. And again, I know anybody else casually listening to this podcast, it's like, it's not Motley Crue, but yeah. it's like, no, but it's Thrawn. It's, it's, <laughs> It's close for some people. <laughs> well, and what's cool about that too is like he outright denied that he okay. was had any part in that series, like up until like literally a couple weeks before. Like mm-hmm. outright, flat right said, I am not a part of this. Yep. And boom, he's there. Now, Kyle, big Rebels fan. We got to see not only is this about Ahsoka, but it seems to be very much a continuation of Dave Filoni's rebel story that he ended in that last season. We see Sabine, Hera. We've seen Zeb in The Mandalorian. There's a, a blink and you'll miss it moment of Ezra, I believe. And then, of course, Thrawn. Like, this is literally taking the end of Rebels and projecting it first on a Disney Plus, And then we'll talk about it in a few minutes. It's going to the big screen as well. It's nuts. Like, who? I don't know if Filoni himself, go back four or five years ago when Rebels came to a close, if he thought these characters would ever get to live action. Mm-hmm. And here we are, not that long after, and we're on the cusp of seeing these characters in the flesh. It's, it's mind-blowing how Star Wars has evolved so quickly, principally because of Disney+, Plus yeah. and because of uh, the mad brain of Dave Filoni. But yeah, this this... The show, I mean, the whole Mando universe thing, which the Ahsoka show will play in as well. What a cool concept oh, they've got so going. Good. It's so fun. It's so, um, I don't want to use the word fresh, uh, but it, it's, it still feels like Star Wars, but we're dealing with stuff that is still kind of in that big void of between episodes six and seven. We have an idea of where it's going to go, but how it's going to get there 
but we don't know. And the Ahsoka, the Ahsoka trailer really starts to plant some of those seeds of here's here a little bit of how we're going to proceed with that. And now with the Mando season three kind of winding down, you're starting to see some of the seeds of mm. the first order coming to be and Snoke and all this stuff is just sort of pulling together in all these threads that you never thought would pull together. Here they are. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Such, it's such a one like Disney Plus, like you said, it's it's such a wonderful thing because it's given Star Wars the ability to tell long term stories. And yes, you can argue the trilogies and the prequels and the sequels are all part of this Skywalker saga, long term storytelling. But that was over like five decades. This has been a couple years where they've had the time and really see this Mando thing. And then it's just slowly evolved, like you said, Kyle through Book of Boba Fett, Mando season two and three, and now Ahsoka, and now eventually to this movie where we have this really cohesive story that is the, and I said this in a tweet not too long ago, it's the best of Star Wars all compiled into this aggregate universe or aggregate piece of storytelling where it's pulling from the prequels, the sequels, the original trilogy. It's kind of the giving you a bit of everything, but it's all organic and it feels like we're working towards a bigger story. And the MCU fanboy in me loves this because this concept of it's all connected is now thoroughly residing inside of a part of star Wars storytelling. Well, it, is, it rewards you for paying attention all the, all this yeah. time. Yeah, and like in the rebels and the in the Clone Wars and all of that stuff, like that is heavily influenced or be or that piece of that lore is influencing the Mandalorian season three in particular quite heavily. Um, the rebel stuff and this these shows feel like these cartoons, these this animation that we all loved on the basically the big screen, the budget and all this. Like this isn't a TV show that you found on ABC. This is a full budgeted Star Wars series that is, is delivering all this. And now when you look at Ahsoka, the fact that she has got her own show and she has made several appearances across these different stories. And now we're going to see all this play out with Thrawn and the mention of the heir to the Empire. Like, Rob, take me back. Like, <laughs> early 90s, this is all you had was these three books by Timothy <laughs> all Zahn. All we had. We had <laughs> all we had. And, yeah, like, it's it's strange. We had Jedi and then nothing. And then literally, it was funny because Jedi came out in, when I was 10. And then Thrones came out, like, when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And it's again, crazy. yeah, it's, and again, yeah, like, I know to somebody in their 20s, that's, a lifetime almost right um i know i you took the words right out of my mouth very mcu-esque except for iron man uh first avenger captain america and uh thor it's it's mando book of boba fett ahsoka you mean mm-hmm. but in in series form yeah so it, i just and again it's bleeding it's this mesh it's like and again hats off to disney and lucasfilm and it's very marvel inspired and it's like I, I, it's like a, it's almost like the Avengers event coming up. It's I wouldn't dare compare it to Infinity Gauntlet, the main Endgame, or or in that that quite yet. But like it's like no, this is there. This is now an event movie, right? Like one hundred percent. And like let, let's let's run into that because we got these three films that were announced on that Friday panel at the Lucasfilm panel, and what this this show this series this mandalorian thing that was started at the at the right at the beginning of disney plus and promised us this grand story it's really 
coming to a head here with, I agree with you, Rob. Like this is whether you want to call, I've been calling it Mandoverse colon end game yeah. where it's effectively going to bring together a huge amount of threads that are seated across three different series at a minimum. And then you've got to start to layer in things like the ability to bring Luke Skywalker into this movie, Han Solo, potentially Princess Leia. They've been talking about using this technology and the ethics of it and the morality of it. But there's so much they can do in this. And everyone's wanted yes. like this Thrawn, this heir to the Empire, this Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn that came out in the early 90s, adapted in some form. That's what the sequel trilogy is kind of what we all thought it was going to be about, but they went way into the future. Giving us this now on the big screen, I did a listener question episode a couple episodes back, and I said, this is where you need to start. You want to bring people back to the theaters? You want to, to put Star Wars in a position where they can they don't have to do a whole bunch to sell this concept is drag all of those characters. Do you know who's going to be in this movie? Mando, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, the entire Ghost crew. Everyone you can think of, Luke Skywalker, they're all going to be in this movie battling Thrawn in some capacity. The, like The emergence of the Empire, and at the end of the movie, whether it's a, a two movies or three movies, you're going to see the First Order falling out of it in some capacity. It's it's almost like a slight course correction after Last Jedi. And again, I'm, I enjoy the sequel trilogy. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of these, some um, resistance um animation was not for me and again i'll be 50 this year the one thing i'm worried about is lucasfilm i'm gonna be 50 this year <laughs> I, can, I i maybe got it you got me for you got my money for another 30 years probably tops it's <laughs> winners are hard here in canada so again it's like a slight course correction because people were up in arms where's that thrawn trilogy that's what we want it's like well yeah but i remember when there was 10 of us that knew who thrawn was mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or even knew in after, oh, there was 12 of us who knew who Bane was mm. until, and again, it's all emergence of social media was taking off, but then podcasts weren't a thing. You yeah. know, like it's a, like it's, I know when we all started, like Roman, myself, the Nerderman, Tumbling Saber all started around the same time. And it was like, the first thing you'd say is like, oh, I got a podcast. Second thing you say is you'd have to explain what a podcast was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now it it just it grew that way, and it's just there's so many opinions. But just like I said, I I'm excited. I like where they're they're meshing it all together. I like where this is going, and uh, yeah, I think it's I, I can't wait. Like again, hurry up, Luxville. Yeah, I'm getting old. Ace here for for Mr. I don't Cass. have many course corrections, so I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, let's let's talk about Thrawn a little bit here and the concept that they're they're pulling into this Dave Filoni led film you know very specifically dave floating is going to get a shot at the big screen deservedly so i think he's going to absolutely deliver here they're looking at a 26 27 release date on this but going back to those days of of rebels watching thrawn emerge like i remember the celebration when they announced that i was on vacation it was before i had kids i think and i remember him emerging in a very similar fashion and then you hear him speak and it's like okay this is where they're going to use thrawn in the animation we're never going to see him on the big screen and here we are like we're gonna see him on the small screen and i would say the big screen as well i think absolutely and and that's one of the things that kind of th has thrown me off um you know i knew coming out of last year's celebration i was kind of let down so to speak as someone who takes it in virtually i know if you're there you probably had a blast if they, even if they did nothing you probably had a blast but watching virtually i was sort of underwhelmed with last year's reveals so coming into this celebration, I thought, well, they're going to have to blow our doors off. 
they really have to excite us. And again, I was waiting for something super ambitious, like about their new vision for the future. And instead they kind of play with some low hanging fruit, so to mm -hmm. speak, with stuff that's already been playing out. And I think that's expected. And it's, it's, they've made reasonable choices with what they're doing, but man, now that we have a, a, a Filoni verse Favreau verse movie on the horizon, it has taken uh, what I would make as predictions for Mando season three and said, you got to put all that on hold now. Cause some of the big moments you might be thinking of are going to the big screen. Yes. Like I've, I, since they started talking about mythosaurs in season three of Mando. So, well, at some point, Bo-Katan going to be riding the back of a mythosaur with the dark saber. And that is like, what a metal moment that's going to be, except we're going to have to wait till 26, 27 to see yeah. that. Like, that's yeah. a big screen moment. If ever there is one. So forget that on Disney plus, I think let's, we're going to have to, I think we may have to wait for that. Maybe I'll be proven wrong by the finale of season three here, but I think that's something you absolutely see on, uh, on the screen. It, it just, it's the familiarity. I, I keep going back to, it's like, okay, you have, Thrawn. How do you explain Thrawn to everybody, uh, to the, to the Fairweather fans, right? It doesn't this feel like the same conversation we had almost 10 years ago. It's like, who's this Thanos guy? hundred percent. You mean, <laughs> so, you got, yeah. so, so you have like Thanos, Thrawn, dark side, Borg, and any, any sci-fi fan, I don't got to like, that's like Trek now is going back They're final episode with Picard this week and they're big bads at Borg somehow you know what I mean and the same thing was like uh with, with Darkseid and then Thanos and it's like it just has that it's like oh they're, they're making up the Thanos guy no 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 yeah here read this read this read <laughs> like I mean anybody in the know knows and now with Thrawn it just it has that it has that, that, that familiarity with it yeah, it's it's well, brilliant. they're gonna have to do some work too because the three of us know, and everybody listening to this podcast knows, everybody who's at celebration knows exactly who Thrawn is. To the masses that are going to be watching Disney Plus, suddenly the people who know who Thrawn is is much smaller. So well, at some that, point, they're gonna have to do some groundwork to reintroduce that character to a to a, a, an audience that doesn't know who he is. They've heard talk of him in the uh, chapter twenty three of you know he's just this highfalutin admiral and imperial remnant but who is he really what's what's his what's what makes him special the, the but, lucasfilm will have to touch on that either in the finale or where i he, think they'll do it is in the ahsoka series they'll they'll get into him a lot deeper when i want him to become because like they introduced in season three here the last episode this like shadow council and like if you read aftermath and if you read some of this other stuff you, you start to to get a feeling as to like where they're pulling some of this from but like that introduction and this speak of we, we heard him in Mando season two, the mention of Thrawn. We've heard it here again. Like if he, in the absence of like seeing him, which we are in Ahsoka, I don't want him to be the big bad of Ahsoka. Like I want Ahsoka to have like, there's these other like not Jedis, but not Sith, but Thrawn has to be this guy that's sitting like Thanos was where we heard Thanos at the end of Avengers in 2012. But he we got Loki. Yeah. You mean, yeah. Like we got his, yeah, they got that people. tease, right, at yeah. the end of Avengers. And then you didn't see him again until 2015. And then you saw him in 2014 in the flesh. And then it wasn't till Infinity War when you actually saw him do something. But it built over so long, and they did a really good job at being like, there's something going on here, and there's this guy, and they just seeded it enough. Like, they, they can't... Like, if Thrawn is, like, all over the Ahsoka series, I think it takes the wind out of him being like this elusive big bad in the, on the big screen. 
I think they made a huge mistake with this with Kang, the Conqueror, and Quantumania, where they've said like, "Oh, he's he's the big bad, he's the next Thanos," but we we spent like two hours with the guy already, and he got beat up by Ant Man, and so you want this, you want Thrawn to be introduced. I agree with you, but it's got to be subtle and it's got to be like you have to see this guy in action type thing. Like you can go watch him for like three seasons in Rebels, <laughs> but it yep. like I, I want them to to slow burn this guy. Yeah, he's definitely going to be the big guy for for the big screen for sure mm-hmm. in, in Filoni's movie. And I guess the sad part, oh, I don't want to say sad, but the thing is, we we all know where this is going. So it, to me, that that mm-hmm. is something else that takes the wind out of the yeah. sails of this movie a little bit is that we know the first order comes to be anyway. Mm-hmm. So any victory that might happen in the movie will be hollow because we yeah. like, again we know we know yeah. where this, how this ends. We but a, we're we going to have a hell of a fl- fun watching it. Yeah, we made a fun trilogy too with the same. I mean, it's like how you, how, how we didn't know how they were going to write around Anakin. (laughs) Like, and again, I think, um, I think just again, to quote Marvel, you mean when people say, oh, well, they, they, they botched this or started the Lucasfilm botched this or that. It's like, you mean, Hey, it's experience. Well, if you consider failure experience, no, I consider experience experience. You mean, and again, it's, it's, it's okay. Like it's again, it's, I'm just. I'm li- I'm excited. I'm and so it, excited for this. You know, what I mean? and again, it's 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 good. It's a good feeling. Well, mm-hmm. let, Rob, you're turning fifty this year. I just turned forty five a couple about a month ago, mm-hmm. and it, you get to a point where you're like, I just just give me Star Wars, give me stories. Like by all means, I'm not saying feed me Alpo dog food, but, <laughs> but yeah, like let's get on with it here. Let's yeah, start, exactly. start giving well, me the, the stories. I, I, I want to th- go back to Cineplex. I want to sit back in my seat and watch a big, big screen movie. Well, I think that they're they're. I would say with this celebration, it's the first time that I'm feeling confident in what they've laid out is going to be delivered. Like you go back, and we've had so many things announced, so many creatives and directors attached to certain films. Like I think rogue squadron was supposed to come out this year with Patty Jenkins. And like, that's all folded in on itself. And we've had a lot of people coming and going from those creative spaces. They've, I think laid out a plan here with Disney plus with this Filoni verse. Like that to me is that's being delivered. Uh-huh. The next thing here, which I, I I'm going to be interested to see you guys take on all this, but the star Wars has always been about nonlinear storytelling. Like we're going to tell a bit of over here, a bit over here, and we're going to go way in the future. We're going to go way in the past. And I don't, I don't know how the GA feels about that concept. Like we've been taught for the last dozen years on like to, to a linear narrative. We're going from one to two to three, and that's how the story is being told. And that's how you have to watch the sequential storytelling where they've taken a very different approach. They've given us, what is meant to be the Avengers S sort of event film for this Mando verse for the Filoni verse. But then they've also given us two films that sit on the either side of the spectrum from this Mando verse in both a 15 year later story about Ray after the sequel trilogy. So this is going again, another what like 50 plus years into the future from the Mandoverse, if you want to use that as our centering time point. And then we're going 25,000 years into the past to do the Dawn of the Jedi, right to the start, a biblical story about the origins of the Force and the Jedi. So Kyle, talk to me a little bit about both of these films. We've got the return of Daisy Ridley in Ray, which I would not have called in a million years. 
and we get a continuation of the sequel trilogy. We get this Mando stuff, and then we're going back to the origins of the Jedi. Like these are very, very different films that are going to have almost no connected tissues between them. Yeah. And I think with regards to the, uh, to the Ray film, I think for, I always thought that it was inevitable that Ray would be back. I didn't think it would be this soon. I don't think it should be this soon, but they've made the choice and I'm on board. Like I love Ray. I love Daisy Ridley. Yes. I'll take it all day long. I just didn't think it was because of the fallout from the sequels and the noisy rabble rousers who, who just wanted to be mad about everything. I don't know if they, they needed to sort of uh, listen to that side of fandom and, and just sort of give that property space and do something else. But they decided, you know what, we're going to plow ahead with this character and with her story. Fine. Great. I, like I said, I'm, I'm turning, I just turned 45. I, give me the stories when you want. I'll take them. Uh, but uh, we, we knew that Kathleen Kennedy and Daisy Ridley had gotten together at least twice mm-hmm. for what they called at the, at the times friendly lunches. Nothing, nothing to see here. Like, yeah, sure, sure. There's nothing to see here, and that was the point where I started to acclimate myself to go. Yeah, we're gonna get Ray sooner than later. It's not gonna. We're not gonna get this in you know 2035 or so. It's happening. And it could be. It could be years. the next film. It could be the. the it's supposed to be, Like December 2025 is is that slot has been allocated to Star Wars. So I love that we're returning to to December, of course. Um, and, I think I think the big thing with that movie is that Lucasfilm, if they if this is not a Skywalker saga movie. And I don't know that they explicitly said that, but this is about Ray. This is no longer about the dysfunctional space family. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to do a lot of work. I think Lucasfilm that is to make sure that the GA knows and even Star Wars fans, because I see a lot of people calling this episode 10. It's not. This is the start of a new saga using some of the legacy characters, mm-hmm. including Ray. So they're gonna, I think they're going to have to do a, lot of, do a lot of work to make people understand that this is not going to be about the family that screwed up the entire galaxy. It's about <laughs> something else. It's about reestablishing the Jedi and whatever other themes they want to weave into it. Now, on the other end, with uh, James Mangold, I mean, this mm-hmm. guy, he's now, he's getting into Star Wars. That's my thing. He's touched on Wolverine. That's my guy. He's doing indie. He's everybody's guy. Like, and he's going to DC. He's doing Swamp Thing as well. And he's doing Swamp Thing, one of my favorites in DC. Like, this guy is now getting himself onto a rush Mount Rushmore of sorts for my mm-hmm. for me. And I'm, <laughs> I'm dying to see what he does with Star Wars at that time period. Like, that is that's a big bold swing. And I think Huge. with this, with his movie, and with um, the Ray movie, I think you know they announced them as standalones. They're no, no way. Absolutely if not. they're if they do well in any shape way or form those are going to be sagas of their own whether it's two three four five movies who knows these are not standalone films you can't tell the origin of the jedi with one movie and you can't tell the re-establishing of the jedi order with one movie and that said you know we talk about how there's there these movies are twenty five thousand years apart and they'll have nothing to do with each other i bet when it's all said and done those two movies will thematically talk to each other about should, how the yeah. Jedi did come to be and then how Ray sort of reestablished them. And there'll be some, some link ups there. Like Jedi tech stuff from, yeah. from the rise of Skywalker and all that. that like, there's thing, there's yeah. definitely going to be some linkages and Rob, what, what are your, what's your take on, on these two films? And like, like Kyle said, I, I was quite surprised to see Ray back so soon. And like, even, even a guy like John Boyega has really softened his tone 
about Disney and Star Wars recently too. Yeah, gives me a very initial indication that he'll be back in some capacity. I He's hope back. wielding a lightsaber would be great. But it, it's the thing that I love about Ray coming back and why I was so stoked about it was I my daughter and I watched the force awakens and she fell in love with Ray. It was a, is a character she connected with. She saw her. She was a female. Yes, I can, I can be that. I can be a Jedi. I can look like that. She went to several Halloweens, like several years of Halloweens as Ray, but the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker were just totally not something I was ready to show her yet. Like, I just didn't think that she would relate in the same way she could relate to force awakens. Force awakens was very much accessible. I think by everybody, the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker, not as much. But now, by the time this movie comes out, I'll get to experience this with her like hitting double digits in real time with a character that she has a history with, that she connects to Star Wars with. I told her and she was ecstatic about it. And so I love that aspect about Rey coming back is that it becomes more about furthering and developing that Star Wars experiences with my daughters in particular. And that's, that's one of the big reasons I'm super excited to have Ray specifically back into the Star Wars universe. A hundred percent. It's their, it, this is their Luke. Yeah. Amy. And, and, but Star Wars again, since 77 has always been great with strong female characters. You mm. mean, maybe not as much as they don't put as many as them as there was men, but again, they're, you mean they can be proud of what they've done. Um, I think the Ray movie again, it might be a slight course correction. This mm. again, we wanted Thrawn. In the 90s, we didn't get Thrawn. We wanted Thrawn in the sequel trilogy, so we didn't get Thrawn. We wanted um, uh, Mark Hamill was a little too old to do that. Oh, let's see him with his new Jedi school, right? Mm-hmm. This is what we wanted from Mark Hamill in the early 2000s. This is like, this is what we, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, it's like, I'm not going to say they're listening because I don't want people rushing to their computers and do more complaining about Star Wars. <laughs> but then again, you know, I don't think I have that much influence. But yeah, it seems like it's like course correction, but I'm all for it. It's like, yes, maybe we dropped the ball. We didn't do that with Hamill when we had the chance. Now, that's what we want. It's like, okay, what's after Return of the Jedi? Well, this is, well, what's after Rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 this generation's answer that we wanted and good for them. And I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. The the other movie, uh, as far as big swings go, I'm a thousand percent okay with it taking twenty taking it twenty five years twenty five years ago, oh twenty five thousand years ago, mm-hmm. and then uh, because if you're gonna swing and miss, you mean do it. It's it like it like I yeah, separate yourself. Yeah, Solo was considered a miss. I enjoy the movie. I'm not pooing the movie. It just but when you when you miss and you're right in the middle of that lineup, yeah, you know, it's really hard. <laughs> You're the pitcher, no problem. You you miss <laughs> over there. You know what I mean? But like it's it's just and you mean know, are we gonna get like our version of the Ten Commandments for Jedi? I you think mean? so. Like like it's just like, not to get too biblical about it, but yeah, you know, and that's sure. Like that's what it is. It's a it's 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 not a religion, but it's a way of life and a way of uh you mean I don't it's it's it'll be interesting. It'll be a hokey religion, is it not? yeah of course yep. yeah very zen very you mean you mean it's uh it's like christianity it's buddhism yeah. with a judeo twist like it's yeah. just it's it's all okay and it's all hey if you want to give me some history yeah of course like yeah take of course, me to history I, class baby let's go yeah, of course yeah. i'm going to the, i'm i'm 
probably I think I'm bringing my R2 to the Return of the Jedi. Awesome. Friday. I think so. Wicked. Well, I, I'm, myself and some of the 501st boys are talking about crashing the party there. And... That's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous that that's, that's happening because I don't think that's happening here with well, the with the release of the 40th. One oh, thing, I if, I, if I can just jump in, you guys are talking about your daughters and how they reacted to Ray. Same thing. Like my daughter was five when TFA came out and I, we took her to see it. She loved it. She grew up with that trilogy. She loves it. They're, they're her movies. And so I kept this, I kept it from her. I didn't even tell her celebration was happening last or a couple weeks ago. But then when the news came out about Ray, I waited for the, the, the write up to show up online. I brought it to her and I just put my phone down in front of her and I said, read that. And so, and I read, read it out loud. She's 12 now. So reading is not an issue for her. And she read it <laughs> loudly and clearly. And as she got to the, uh, the Charmaine obeyed, I forget her full name, but she got to announcing her trilogy with Daisy Ridley returning as Ray. Her words, she started to like slow down her <laughs> words as if she was processing it in real time. Like, what am I reading? And she just looked at me and her eyes got all big and her jaw dropped. And she didn't expect Ray to come back. But here she is reading it on StarWars.com that Daisy Ridley is back. So, yeah, this this is a it's going to be a hit for sure, oh, yeah. because the kids who grew up on those trilogies or on those movies are going to be out in full force as teenagers making a lot of noise about Ray and Finn and Oscar Isaac, who I'm sure are all going to be back in the 100%. Yeah. R2 and C3PO and Chewbacca. Like it's, it's going to be as much as it's like you said, Kyle, it's not episode 10. There's going to be a lot of characters that, that make their way into this. And maybe this is, you know, the last movie we ever see Chewbacca in, you know, he's, he's don't, don't say that. He, well, he's probably not going to get hit by a planet, but <laughs> it, it could it, it could be the, the emotional thing that they need. That's the thing I was I'm like, episode nine, Chewie lived. They tried. They faked him out badly, mm. but they faked out his death. They gave him back to me. And now they're it's he's back on the board as someone who they can wipe out. And I will absolutely flip my shit if they take out Chewie. It's it's, and, it's a possibility. Who's this R2 guy you're speaking of? No, he'll, he'll yeah. be there. You know, he'll be there. Him yeah. and BBA, the whole crew is gonna be there. It's, and and like like you guys are saying, it it's it's really cool that there's this generation. I think sometimes this is forgotten. Is that you know, as if the sequel trilogies weren't for you, and the prequel trilogies weren't for you, you had the original. And and like, and it comes with there's the group of people that are now in their you know late twenties, early thirties that grew up with the prequels. That is their Star Wars. The same as the kids that watch the Force Awakens. Now they're getting their their next chapter a lot sooner than any of us did but that generation there's a generation that's gonna have a 10-year gap like you like kyle like your daughter could be you know 15 when this movie hits and that generation is getting their follow-up to the movies that they experienced star wars through and so star wars to me has always been such a generational franchise absolutely where there's now going to be like three separate generations that have their own Star Wars and connect to their Star Wars, whether it's through the OT, the prequels, the animation, the Mando stuff even, and the the sequel trilogy. And everyone finds their own path in a Star Wars. And that's what's so cool about them doing this kind of all over the timeline storytelling. And even going back this 25,000 years, this is going to, you're going to have a whole group of people that have asked all these questions about the Jedi for decades, they're going to get some of these answers. And so I'm really digging what Star Wars is doing here. You know, they, they found their footing and they found their space to tell stories on Disney plus, And they're slowly going back to the big screen, which is where Star Wars, in my opinion, 
should reside in event capacity style of films. We don't need a Star Wars film twice a year or once a year. This has got to you got to separate this out. You got to build to these things. These need to be event viewings in the same way that The Force Awakened was and Rogue One was. And I know these are films coming out year by year, but we were just so immersed in it at that point that they all felt like event films. Then it felt like a lot. But now that they've taken a pause and they're going back to some familiarity, they're going back to the stuff that is hot now, and they're going back to something brand new. You, we're going to get this like fiesta platter of Star Wars spread across the next five years, where it's just kind of everything that we that we wanted, and they're being creative and telling stories that are new and different and exciting. Absolutely, uh, yeah. They needed to, to show some muscle at Celebration. I think they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's still room for them to really flex their creative muscle and, and do some really unique stuff that is separate from what we know. Uh, and that's still to come. There's still lots of, uh, of, of runway in front of them in terms of, of Disney Plus and mm-hmm. getting back to the big screen. And I, I, I still think there's lots of storytelling left in Star Wars that they've... I still, I still think that there's plenty of space for uh, going back about six, 700 years in the timeline to like the Jedi Mando Wars. Yeah. That's still sitting right there Mm -hmm. of all the work they've done in the last 10, 15 years to establish Mandalore as a culture. Like that, that's going to happen at some point too. It's right there. It's, it's, it's all there. It's all right for picking. And then you got things like skeleton crew, the acolyte, bad batch stuff, visions. Like there's, there's, all kinds of stuff that we're not even going to touch on this week. That those are just like kind of the low. That's the low hanging fruit. There's all acolyte, these other, yeah, acolyte, right? Acolyte. Like, I'm dying for that show. Everything out of Leslie Headland's mouth. I'm just slurping up. She gets it. She's getting it. It's it's going to be fantastic. That show. Yeah, Star Wars is running here, guys. And you know, it's it's. I always get excited when I can get both of you into the room here and we can we can just muse and talk about star wars you know this is where we found our friendship where we developed this community thanks again to both of you guys for coming on here i always have a blast chatting stars with you and rob sharing your your experience at celebration is just fantastic i love hearing those stories so kyle kyle take us away here as we as we close out the, this episode of the nerd room well tim thanks for having us uh, I, I i wish i could do this more often i love getting on here with you guys and just talking about all kinds of things star wars specifically but um like you said i i have backed away from twitter in a large way i i'm, I'm glad i checked it yesterday <laughs> otherwise i wouldn't have been here now with you two i would have texted you <laughs> okay good um Otherwise, yeah, the the my Facebook group, the Tumbling Saber fa- Facebook group, is where I spend most of my Star Wars time now online. And if you want to join us there, please do. Like we're still mm-hmm. letting people in and still having a good time in that group. But that's that's where I do the lion's share of my online nerding out these days. Brilliant, brilliant, Rob. Um, I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Robert MM Cast. Uh, you can follow me there. A uh, few things this weekend. I'm going to be at NostalgiaCon with my R2D2 in Sudbury, Ontario, at the local community college here. And with um, uh, the Caitlin and Joy from the original Degrassi. Um, nice. What's a Stacy? Or, or sorry, yeah, Stacy and um, and Joey, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to, anyway, the original actors, it's NostalgiaCon, so that'll be really cool. Uh, June 9th to the 11th, I will be in Niagara Falls to any of American friends close to the border. They could hop on over and see I'll have R2 there. And that is a huge thing. Um, Harry Hamill, 
who played Perseus in the original uh, Class of the Titans is going to be there. They got a ton of wrestlers like Bret Hart, Ric Flair. Oh, wicked. Got, oh, yeah. They got they got a whole gamut down there. If you're into horror, go check out uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con. And if you're in the area or you the Golden Horseshoe there in Ontario, just uh, grab your passes. I'll be there all three days. So, you know, grab a Sunday pass or, or, or a Friday pass. They're nice and cheap. Pop in, say hi. And, and I have other stuff going on. But again, later in the year, we'll we'll get to that later. Awesome. And like, for those of you who don't know, Rob is an astromech builder. Oh, yeah. A full scale R2. <laughs> they're, they're like, is, is R2 a euphemism? Yeah. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> so, yeah, he, you card him around. You're at the Rise of Skywalker premiere in Toronto and you do your thing with him. It's like, this thing is like unbelievable. We've seen Rob build this through pictures for the last couple of years and then go through upgrades as yes. 3D printers became a thing. And it, like it's it's been fantastic and so what is it yeah hashtag robs r2 correct yeah yeah hashtag robs r2 usually yeah. um i just say that to people if they take a selfie or if they take a picture yeah. with them um i say yeah go there and then i can record his you know i can just look back on his, yeah, cool. his adventures but covid got in the way of that so now here we are this is his first event this year wicked awesome so, yeah. well looking forward to it and seeing the pictures from that and guys it's always a pleasure here and and for myself at the nerd rm on twitter find everything else that i do over at the nerdroom.net this show is going to continue to evolve into something i still have not got there i've been pretty busy with some other podcasting stuff that uh, we're doing here locally in calgary but the, the show is going to continue doing more stuff with friends like this talking about star wars marvel dc and of course beyond that so with all that being said thank you to the two gentlemen here rob and kyle and thank you guys so much for entering the nerd room this has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim and Carlos on Twitter at the NerdRM and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the NerdRoom.net and the Nerd Room YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room.